You're listening to Bluey's Brisbane with Justin and Lou. So I actually caught up with uh, Peter Hyde, who is the president of the Tramway Museum, um, just to find out a little bit more about what's on offer at their museum and a little bit about the history of trams in the city. The museum was started just a few months before the trams stopped running in the streets of Brisbane. Um, a group of people got together and decided that it was important for the history of the city that some of the trams be kept and that led to a, a wider ambition that the trams would actually operate and people would be able to travel on them and experience what it was like to go to work or shopping by tram. Can you just explain what's on offer here for, for families? Yes, we open on Sunday afternoons uh, unless it's raining. We don't like our trams to go out in the wet. We normally have five or six different types of trams running on the day and people can experience what it was like in the 1900s, in the 1920s or 1930s, right up to the very last tram that was built in Brisbane in the 1960s. And they get to see how things improved, how the transport evolved and how comfort got a lot better for the passengers and the crews. And of course it was really important for a public transport network back then because no one had cars, right? In the very early days, of course, if you didn't have the option of a car, you had a horse or, or you walked. Um, as the 1920s went on, people did get more cars, but uh, it wasn't really till after the Second World War that uh, car ownership in Brisbane took off to any extent. I've never actually done an interview on a tram before. So can you tell me about this tram we're sitting in now? It's a beautiful old, must be at least 100 years old, surely. It's very much more than 100 years old. It was built in 1901. Um, it's an example of the first type of electric tram that we had in Brisbane. Rather ornate, lots of etched glass and polished timber and shining brasswork. It's uh, not exactly the most comfortable vehicle, but it looks very nice. And there's a, we're sitting in the outside section, but there's a, there's a little enclosed section um, to keep you, I guess, away from the, the elements. Did you have to pay more to sit in the enclosed section? Uh, no, it was uh, one, one class, one fare, one ticket got you to sit anywhere. So where would a tram like this typically have sort of gone around Brisbane? All the tram services in Brisbane either started in or passed through the main shopping areas in Queen Street and Adelaide Street. And then this type of tram would have gone to Windsor, New Farm, the Wollongabba area, West End, the inner suburbs, which in those days were the major high-density population areas, uh, a situation that's they're reverting to at the moment. And that was all working-class kind of areas too, so was it predominantly working-class people who'd ride the trams, or was it really everyone? Um, in Brisbane, it was everyone rode the trams. Um, even the manager of the private tramway company who ran the service in those days travelled by tram, although he had his own personal tram with lounge chairs and carpets in it. Um, so you've, you've mentioned, um, you know, you can come to the museum here, see how the trams have evolved. We're sitting next to what would probably be a more modern tram, I'm guessing. So what, what's the difference between, say, the early trams around the early 1900s and, say, the trams that went right up to the 60s, what's the difference? The very early trams were very open. Um, some of them had no 
walls or sides at all, just a, a canvas blind that could be pulled down if it was raining too much. And uh, they didn't have windscreens to protect the drivers either. Um, these were improvements that came about gradually over the years. Of course, the very last tram had nice padded seats and sliding doors and all the comforts of home, basically. Uh, whereas the earlier ones are just uh, wooden seats. Um, it wasn't terribly practical to have upholstered seats if there was going to be rain coming on them. So well, the wooden ones lasted and some trams still had wooden seats right at the very end when trams finished operating in 1969. You've just mentioned you know, you know, no windscreens. What was it like for the crew? Obviously it was a pretty, was it a tough job? Was it the kind of job that you know, people would like to do? It was a desirable job because it was very stable, permanent employment, but it wasn't an easy job by any means. Uh, you've mentioned not having a windscreen, so if it rained you got wet, if there was a cold westerly blowing you, you got cold. And crews have told us that they used to put newspapers inside their jackets to stop the wind biting through them on winter's mornings. In those days, of course, uh, Brisbane was a lot more open and there would have been, on a winter's morning there would have been frost on the ground all around and generally much colder than it is today. The trams ran in Brisbane for many, many decades. Um, you know, why was the decision made to ultimately get rid of the trams? It was very much a decision of the Lord Mayor of the time, Clem Jones. He had a great belief that everyone should have a car, there should be freeways built everywhere and uh, he just saw no place for public transport really in the future of Brisbane. There was a major study done into uh, public transport need and transport needs generally in Brisbane that recommended, not surprisingly, getting rid of trams and also closing almost all the suburban railways. And you could imagine the mess that Brisbane would have been in if they had carried through the whole of that plan closed the railways and built a vast network of freeways and car parks in the central city. I mean, Clem Jones was really, in some senses, he was quite a visionary, but in hindsight, you'd say getting rid of you know the trams and a lot of the public transport would be a bad decision, right? I think so, and uh, we had a celebration at the museum here to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the running of the last tram in Brisbane a couple of years ago now, and the current Lord Mayor uh, admitted that it was the worst planning decision the council had ever made in its entire history. The Paddington Terminal, there was a, there was a quite a tragic fire there just prior to the, the trams finishing, wasn't there, if I, my memory serves me correctly? Yes, the Paddington Tram Depot uh, burned down in September 1962. Uh, that was a few years before trams finished and they lost 65 trams in that, the fire that night. They closed four tram lines after that, replaced them with bus services, but they even built some new trams after then um, just to uh, make sure the service ran until the bus replacement was fully organised. We've got the, um, you know, the Cross River Rail project, a big sort of infrastructure project happening at the moment. Do you think there's any uh, chance that you know Brisbane could see trams again or a light rail network, maybe similar to what they've done on the Gold Coast? 
The success of the Gold Coast operation is acknowledged by almost everybody and the busway network in Brisbane has been built with provision for conversion to light rail at some future stage. Um, we would hope that it will happen but I don't think it will happen soon. The uh, cost of putting in the Gold Coast light rail was quite enormous and the uh, other cities that have built them around Australia lately, like Canberra or Newcastle or Sydney, have uh, vastly underestimated the costs up front. So if you're into history, into sort of trains, trams, that sort of thing, you can come and see a lot of the history here. But is there any of the actual tram network left in Brisbane? Can people see any of the original tram tracks at all? There is... Uh, section several hundred metres long at Carina in Old Cleveland Road and there's a very short section adjacent to the Memorial Arch at the southern end of Victoria Bridge. That's all the physical remains that is obviously related to the tram network but most of the electrical substations are still standing around the city if you know where to look. They were quite substantial brick imposing buildings. So just to finish up, um, you've been involved in the museum here since the beginning, so you know, a long time. Um, why do you think it's so important to preserve this part of Brisbane's history? You could apply that same question to any aspect of Brisbane's history. Um, people enjoy reliving the time of their parents and grandparents. Uh, they can see how these past events have led to the nature of the city at the present time and possibly give an indication of how the city will continue to develop in the future. Well, thank you so much for your time and thanks for showing us this uh, beautiful old tram. It's our pleasure and I hope people come out and have pleasure themselves in travelling on the trams at the museum. The podcast showing off the best of Brisbane for real life. This is Bluey's Brisbane with Justin and Lou.